بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my respected brothers sisters elders we will look at two of the rights of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the consequences of fulfilling them the blessings and and the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu inshallah this is this is this is the i think the fourth or fifth lecture in the series on the rights of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the two that i want to talk to you about the first one is itaat to obey him sallallahu alaihi wasallam without question without question not because we are blind but because we know without question because we understand who he is we understand where he gets his authority and knowledge from and we understand our relationship with him and therefore we do not question because we do not need to question allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his anbiya alayhi salam to be obeyed and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wama arsalna mir rasulin illa liuta'a bi'idhnillah allah said we have sent no messenger but to be obeyed by the order of allah and that is why abu hurairah radhiyallahu anhu in a, in a, in a hadith he narrates and from rasul sallam he said that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said everyone from my nation will enter jannah except those who refuse and they said ya rasulullah who will refuse rasul sallallahu said whoever obeys me enters jannah and whoever disobeys me has refused and this is in bukhari May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq not to refuse to enter the jannah. I remind myself and you that the most common reason we refuse to obey Rasulullah sallallahu is because of our own slavery to our own desires, our nafs. Let us ask ourselves if that is really worth the price that we will have to pay. Is whatever we do which is against the order of Rasulullah sallallahu and potentially it can results it can result in being in us being listed as those who refuse to enter jannah is it worth it is it worth that price do we really want to live our lives pretending to be muslims or as real muslims real muslims obey allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
pretenders obey their desires and shaitan and they do not care about the price because they do not believe in Allah or the akhirah so let us ask ourselves where we stand and change before it is too late Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it a condition of iman that we should accept every decree of Rasulullah sallallahu without question and said that if we did not do that then we do not have iman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took an oath by his own glory and majesty and said fala wa rabbika fala wa rabbika la yu'minuna hatta yuhakkimuka fi ma shajara bainahum thumma la yajidu fi anfusihim harajan mimma qadayta wa yusallimu taslima Allah said by but no by your rabb they can have no faith until they make you o muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam judge in all disputes between them and find within themselves no resistance against your decisions and accept them with full submission in surah al-ahzab allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa ma kana li mu'minin wala mu'minatin idha qada allah wa rasuluhu amran an yakuna lahum al-khiyara in amrihim man ya'si allah wa rasuluhu faqad dalla dalala mubina allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means it is not for a believer man or woman when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger have decreed a matter that they should have any option in their decision and whosoever disobeys allah and his messenger he has indeed strayed in plain error we know that normally in all matters it is only what we say or do which is culpable if we don't seek forgiveness and if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to punish us negative thoughts feelings desires if they are not acted upon are not punished except when it comes to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his rulings in this case even if we feel a dislike or disagreement with the ruling allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it great misguidance and a lack of faith in surah an-nur allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna ma kana qawla al-mu'minina idha du'u ila allah wa rasulihi liyahkuma bainahum an yaqulu sam'na wa ata'na wa ulaika hum al-muflihun allah said all that the believers say when they are called to allah and his messenger that they that he may judge between them is that they say we hear and we obey and it is these who are successful allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called obeying rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to be life giving we obey for our own benefit and not because we are doing a favor to allah or his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah said lillahi walir rasuli idha da'akum lima yuhyikum allah said oh you believe answer allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by obeying him and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam answer allah and his messenger when he sallallahu alaihi wasallam calls you to that which will give you life to obey rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is to obey allah because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared that whatever he ordered sallallahu alaihi wasallam was from allah himself wa ma yantiqu anil hawa in huwa illa wahyun yuha allah said and he the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam does not speak of his own volition or desire it is nothing but a revelation revealed to him 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala freed Rasulullah from the results of people disobeying him and placed it, placed that responsibility squarely where it belongs, on the shoulders of those he addressed. In our case, it means us. If we do not obey Rasulullah we are responsible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, مَن يُطِيرِ رَسُولًا فَقَدْ أَطَاءَ اللَّهِ وَمَن تَوَلَّا فَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَفِيظًا and whoever obeys the messenger, thereby obeys Allah. And as for those who turn away, we have not sent you, Ya Muhammad Sallallahu as a guardian over them. Allah said, "Qul Allah wa Rasula fa'in fa'inna ma alayhi ma hummila wa alaykum ma hummiltum. Wa in tuti'uhu tahtadu wa ma ala rasuli illa al-balaghul mubin. Allah said, say, Obey Allah and obey the messenger. But if you turn away, he, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is only responsible for the duty placed on him, that is to convey the message. And you are responsible for the duty placed on you, which is to obey. If you obey him, you shall be on right guidance. The messenger's duty is only to convey the message in a clear way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us what will happen to those who refuse to obey Rasulullah and insist on continuing their toxic and disobedient lifestyles and choices. Yawma idhin yawaddu alladhina kafaru wa asawu al-rasoola law tusawwa bihimu al-ardu wa la yaktumoon allaha haditha. On that day those who, dis- who disbelieved and disobeyed the Messenger will wish that they had been buried in the earth, but they will never be able to hide a single fact from Allah. As always, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarified and gave us a criterion to judge ourselves and our behavior. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَرْتَابُوا وَجَاهَدُوا بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِهِمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which means only those who, only those are the believers. Only those are believers who have believed in Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu And afterwards, they did not doubt. But strive with their wealth and their lives for the cause of Allah. Those are the truthful. To believe and never to doubt thereafter. Not sitting on the fence all our lives. The power of faith is tawakkul. And that happens only when doubt is replaced with certainty. Then the heart is truly without fear of anything other than the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the case of all the Anbiya alayhi wasalam. I remind myself and you that there is no ayah in the entire book in the kitab of Allah where the obedience of Allah has been mentioned alone with no reference to the obedience of Rasulullah sallallahu And this is because it is impossible to obey Allah without obeying Rasulullah sallallahu on the contrary, the Quran did not deem it sufficient to refer to the obedience of Allah alone without referring to the obedience of the Messenger of To remove even the remotest excuse for ignoring the obedience to the Prophet And to leave no doubt that the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not complete unless the obedience of Rasulullah is fully observed with all its implications. 
consequences of obedience and consequences of disobedience consequences of obedience allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said may yuti allah wa rasulahu fa ulaika ma'al ladina anama allah alayhim minan nabiyyin wa siddiqin wa shuhada'i wa salihin wa hasuna ulaika rafiqa may allah make us among these and whosoever obeys allah and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam then they will be in the company of those on whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his grace of the prophets the siddiqun the martyrs the shuhada and the righteous the salihun and how excellent are these companions what more can we ask than the company of those who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised and guaranteed them jannah the consequence of disobedience may yasillaha wa rasulahu wa yata'adda hududahu yudkhilhu naran khalidan fiha whosoever disobeys Allah and his messenger and transgresses his limits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will admit him to the fire where he will remain forever and he will have a disgraceful torment may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the fire and save us from disobeying him in any way whatsoever aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'il muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. We looked at the issue of obedience which is itaat. Let us look at the issue of something which is higher than that, and that is ittiba, which is emulation, imitation. There's a very different. There's a very big difference between itaat and ittiba. Itaat. needs an order to be done at 10 o'clock in the morning if you want to obey an order of fard salah it is not possible because there is no fard salah at 10 am but at this time there is an order to pray salatul duhr and today being juma salatul juma and if we do not do that then we are disobedient to the order which is given so itaat requires an order a hukum without a hukum there can be no disobedience ittiba on the other hand requires no hukum ittiba is an expression of love emulation imitation to look like somebody to walk and talk like somebody to act like somebody comes out of a desire to be like that person because you love that person and you believe that being like that person to act like that person somehow adds value to you this is the whole theory behind brands this is the whole theory behind behind icons right in 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 business management i teach this stuff create icons which people will want to imitate and emulate 
So we have icons for what the male body should look like, we have icons for what the female body should look like, we have icons for what is considered to be, you know, formal clothing, informal clothing, blah, blah, what not, what not, what not. And the world runs behind that. What is that? That is ittiba. Making ittiba of somebody and you think it adds value to you. Whether it does add value or not is for you to decide. But here is the issue of ittiba. So the love of the original people who imitate, they are imitating somebody they love. And their love of the original spills over on the imitator. For example, if somebody loves in India, uh, we used to have this on Gandhi Jayanti on the 2nd of October, which is the uh, birthday of uh, Gandhi. There are people who dress up in different cities, I mean, dress up meaning dress down because he, he only wore a, you know, a, <laughs> a, yeah, a dhoti. So they, you have, you literally have these guys who actually, they cover themselves with silver paint. I don't know why that they do, but they do come in. And they have those round glasses and they, they stand on street corners with a dhoti and holding a stick. I can guarantee you if you put a, if you put a camera and an audio there, anyone who looks at that person says Gandhi. Right? He says Gandhi. Why? Gandhi is dead long time ago. We know this. The person who is imitating Gandhi, we don't know who he is. We don't know his name. Nobody even asks his name. He says Gandhi. Why? Because he reminds him of Gandhi. Huh? He reminds him of Gandhi. So think about this. If you look like Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the malaik of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala which are roaming in the earth, when they look at you, what will they say? Eh? On the day of judgment, we will be resurrected the way we were. And when we are resurrected that way, the malaika are in charge of the arrangements on the day of judgment. If they look at us, what will they say? That is the value of emulation. My father, Ramatullah, he died at the age of 80. And if I'm not mistaken, until he was 70, he never had a beard. He always shaved. He was a medical, he was a, he was a physician. And he always, he was a pious man. He used to pray tahajud. He never missed tahajud. He was, you know, he prayed everything. I mean, he did everything except that he used to shave. And I tried my best to get him to keep a beard. He wouldn't do it. Until one day my brother, may Allah bless him, he went to visit him and he said to him, you know, we have to look like somebody. Right? No matter what you do, you're going to look like somebody. He said, why not look like Muhammad Wasallam?" That's it. He said, no matter what you do, you are going to look like someone. Why not look like Muhammad Wasallam?" And that day till the day he died, he never shaved. And I did his janaza, and I remember, after the ghusl, his face looked like there was a lamp inside the face. It was shining like that. White beard. We have to look like somebody. Why not look like Muhammad? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What does Allah say about this? Jalla Jalla 
اللہ سبحانہ و تعالیٰ سیٹ کل ان کن تم تو حبون اللہ فتبیونی یحبب کم اللہ و یغفر لکم دنوبکم واللہ غفور الرحیم ان صورت العالمین اللہ سیٹ سے او محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسابی وسلم تو دوز who claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you really love Allah, then imitate me, make my tiba, emulate me. He didn't say obey me. It doesn't mean disobey him. That, that is a boundary condition. Imitate me, emulate me. And what will happen? Then Allah will love you. You claim to love Allah? Alhamdulillah. How about if Allah loves you? How about if your name is listed in the list of the awliya of Allah? Those who Allah loves. There's a wrong translation we do. Urdu bhai hum galte ba Allah ka wali and Allah ka dost. In English we say who Allah befriends. Allah does not befriend. Allah ta'ala who was samad. Allah is Allah. Makhluk is makhluk. There is no friend of Allah because friendship implies Masawat, it implies equality of some kind. There's no one equal to Allah. A wali of Allah is the slave of Allah who Allah loves the most. How about if our name is in that list? Very easy, very easy. Do your best to emulate Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi The dalil is the Quran itself. Qul in kuntum tuhibboon Allaha fattabiyooni. Allah did not say fatiuni, fatabiuni. What will happen? Yuhubib kumul. Allah will love you. And if Allah loves you, then the boundary condition is yaqfir lakum durubakum. Allahu kafur rahim. It begins with completely wiping out all sins. Begins with total forgiveness. Begins with jannatul firdaus. Insha Allah. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you that the most important emulation of Rasulullah his biggest sunnah, which was his mission, was Dawatul Islam. It's not only the external appearance and so on. All everything is important. It's not that the beard is not important. The beard is a hukum. It's an order of Rasulullah and it is a sunnah. Keeping a beard is to obey and emulate. It's a two-in-one, double whammy. But that's not the be-all and end-all of it. The biggest sunnah of Islam is rahmah. Is to forgive each other. Is not to carry grudges. Is to take the name and the glory and the magnificence of Allah and the message of Allah to everybody on the face of the earth. What greater honor than to introduce the Creator to the people. And that is the essence of Islam. And that is the reason we should live. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone because only He is worthy of worship and to live our lives only to please Him Jalla Jalalu. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He gave him the way to introduce himself and He said, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِ عَدُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةٍ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبْعَانِي وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ in Surah Yusuf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This is my say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is my way. I invite to Allah with sure knowledge. I and whoever follows me. Mani taba'ani. Again, ittiba, not itat. Whoever does my ittiba, does what? Does da'watul Islam. In whichever way. 
through my speech, through my action, through my writing, through my living, through my behavior, in every way, I present Islam to everybody who comes into contact with me. That is the definition of a Muslim. Who is a Muslim? The one who resembles Muhammad Sallallahu Who is a Muslim? The one whose behavior, his talk, his walk, his life, his dealings with people resembles Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. My brothers and sisters, <coughs> may Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala grant us the tawfiq to obey and to imitate and, and, and uh, emulate Rasulullah in all aspects of our lives because the beauty of it is that not only is this something where Allah will love us and this will give us Jannatul Firdaus inshallah but this is something which will make you the most beloved and the most influential person in this world. Because let me ask you a question. If you tell me about somebody who is kind, who is compassionate, who is forgiving, who is generous, who is courageous, who does not fear anyone other than Allah, who stands up for those who are oppressed, who stands up against oppressors no matter who they might be, who speaks only the truth and nothing else but the truth, who is highly, highly trustworthy, who is honorable, right? You're pointing me, you're telling me this person is this, this, this. Will that person not be popular? Will that person not be influential? Will people not come to that person to ask him or her for whatever they need and to, 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 to uh, arbitrate in their disputes and whatever the case might be? That person is going to be the most beautiful, the most powerful person in that society, man or woman. What am I describing to you here? I'm describing to you, to you some of the qualities of Rasulullah Wasallam. This is the benefit of Allah loving you. Just get this, get your mind around this. If Allah loves you, what do you think will happen when you raise your hands? What do you think will happen when you raise your hands? If Allah loves you, what do you think will happen if somebody wants to attack you, somebody wants to hurt you? Eh? Let us try to reflect, not just words. We listen to khutbahs, we listen to this, we listen to that, we go home. Alhamdulillah, it's better than listening to, uh, you know, God knows what. But point being that that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to reflect on it and think about it and see how can I bring about changes, positive changes in my life, which will reorient my life to the goal, which is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that the best way and the best example for someone who wants to be successful in this life and the next life is to follow the example of his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Allah said, there is surely a good example for you in the Messenger of Allah for one who hopes to meet Allah and the hereafter and the Day of Judgment and remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly, a great deal. My brothers and sisters, ittiba of the sunnah is fard. It is compulsory, it is obligatory. 
There's a great misconception that Ittiba of the Sunnah is left to our fancy, left to our discretion. If we do it, it's fine. If we don't do it, it's okay. It is not okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphasized that not only is it fard, but it is the only way to earn the love of Allah and His forgiveness when we meet Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحَبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ The ayat which I recited and explained earlier, say, O Muhammad sallallahu to all of mankind, if you really love Allah, then emulate me and follow me and make my tiba. Allah will love you and forgive your sins and Allah is oft forgiving and most merciful. Those who discount the sunnah, especially those who are dismissive about it and decry it as being unimportant, only display their gross ignorance and depending on what they say may end up committing kufr and exiting Islam altogether. The Sunnah is the fabric of Islam. It is the tapestry into which is woven the entire template of Islamic culture and tradition. Our tradition is not the tradition of our ethnicity or nationality or family or tribe, but it is the tradition of Muhammad That is why we need to know what that is and to live it in our lives as a sign of our allegiance to him and love for him. Types of sunnah are different because Rasulullah emphasized some things and simply did others without emphasizing. Example, the miswak versus the beard. He ordered us to keep the beard while he liked to use the miswak and praised its use. Ittiba is an expression of love. We display that which we are proud of and which we believe adds value to us. Ittiba differentiates us and defines us and gives us a sense of belonging and associates us with the asal, with the original, and reminds others about the original. The imitator is delighted when people forget him and remember the one that he is imitating. And that is the essence of love. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who will be counted as those who loved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما عطيت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت فانك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فانه لا يضل مواليت ولا عز من عاديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب اليك ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عذو يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الساعة